everybody wants to be captivating. In fact, that's the number one question I get asked. Tracy, can you teach me how to captivate the room? Well, of course I can. But first, I wanna know where you're at. Are you controlled? Are you careful? Are you counterfeit? Or are you centered and ready to move into the place where you can captivate the listener from your very first word? It's critical to be in that captivating phase. And today, I wanna walk you through the different categories so we can get you there faster. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you with me here today, and I've got a great episode for you. I'm going to talk about the four categories, I guess is the best way to put it, of where you find yourself in regards to using your voice. There's really an arc about where you might start, and you might all start at a different place, but there's an arc of where we're going. There's a trajectory of what you should be striving for in relation to using your voice. And that's what I want to talk about today. Very quickly, I wanted to remind you that I'm doing my masterclass training series again, which is a three live coaching training extravaganza. And I would love to have you join me. We start up very end of April, 1st of May, and you can sign up to participate in that masterclass training at captivatetheroom.com forward slash the number three free and go ahead and get on the list to join that when we start. You know, it's always interesting to me when people are so stunned when they hear parts of my story. I don't talk about my story all the time because I think that there are definitely applicable parts that I talk about a lot and other things. I just, not for any reason, but I don't really talk about them. I'm here to help you. But I was talking with somebody the other day about how I had been a theater director and how I had directed plays all over the world. And she was so fascinated with that, that that was the work that I did. We, we very have some similarities as far as traveling the world and, and the reasons we loved that. And I made the comment, I said, you know, all the time I was being an actor in television commercials and I was being a director all over the world. From the start, people were finding me to coach their voices. I was accoladed for the way that I spoke when I would go on these public speaking things. My actors were notoriously known for the voice work that they did. It was really my claim to fame, whatever that means, right? And I still didn't get that I was supposed to be a voice coach. I think in the bottom of my soul, I knew that I could hear things in a way that 
I don't know that it, I thought it was special, but I knew that I could hear things and I could tell people how they were being processed, which I just thought was crazy pants. And that was why I was running. That was why I was running from it was because I knew I could hear things. I knew I could help people, but I still could not understand how I was to be a voice coach when I was raised in a family where I just really, it was this very much children are to be seen and not heard. We don't want to hear it. The point of this story is that everybody has a process that they go to. Everybody has a trajectory. When I look back on being a voice coach and I look back to the very beginning when I, there was no way I was going to be a voice coach and it was still, it was pretty clear that that's what I was supposed to do. And then I morphed into, I'm going to be a voice coach, but I'm going to teach technical voice. I'm not about to tell people what I can hear because that's crazy. And then I morphed into the devastation of not telling people what I knew would serve them. And then I moved into coaching the way that I coach and creating psychology of the voice. Now, all of that happened pretty fast. I would say the majority of that was, I don't know, maybe 24 to 34. And I was coaching voices and I was inkling in bits and I was doing tremendous research, but I was morphing from one thing to another category, if you will. I don't know what else to call this, categories. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the categories that I see people come to me with or in and where we go to, where they, where, where this work can take you in a very short amount of time. And so today I wanted to talk about those categories and I want you to think about where, where you are so you can think about where you want to go. So you can know what you're aiming for. Because a lot of times I think people get here and they're like, well, you know, I just want to sound better. I just want to be more confident. I just, they have all these things, but I want to line it out real clear. Ultimately, we're after being able to captivate the room, right? But a lot of people start from the place of what I call the controlled space. And the controlled space is the person who is not using their voice. They're not speaking up. They are absolutely so terrified of judgment that they are not going to use their voice. They're way too afraid to show up. A lot of times I think about this person is, and I, and I see this on the regular, I'm waiting for them to find me. And I remember my mother saying to me one time, years and years ago. And I, it wasn't about, I don't remember what it was about, but my mother said, they're not going to come and find you in that apartment, Tracy. It was when I lived in New York. And it's, this is the, this is the controlled person. They're, they're waiting for somebody to come and find them so that they don't have to show up because they're too afraid to show up. And the worst part of it is the, the 
started to use the word terror, but that's a little bit dramatic. The grief around not showing up because there's an awareness. You're aware you're not showing up. You're aware that you're not doing the podcast that you wanted to do. You're aware that you don't raise your hand in the clubhouse room. You're aware that you aren't doing the videos. This is the person that plays into resistance the most. This is the person that probably, potentially, maybe, is going to buy all the things, have all the all the things, take all the courses, all of that. And definitely that is the person in the next. Really, I think that quality is in many of these categories. But this is the person that literally leaves the business meeting and says, you know what I should have said, or is flooded with all of the thoughts of what they should have said, and they didn't say a word. This is the person that won't stand up and take credit for their work and lets somebody else take that credit. This is the person that feels extremely not heard, terribly silenced, and hopeless, but yet has a tiny glimmer of desperately wanting to be heard and wanting to show up and use their voice. Now, everybody doesn't come here in that space, but a number of people come here in that space. So that's category one. And we've got these four categories and we're ultimately the fifth rung of this ladder is to be captivating. The next category is what I call the careful people. And the careful people are starting to show up. But my careful people are doing way too many takes. They're highly aware of judgment and others' perception. And they second-guess themselves a lot, which is, you know, and a lot of times perfection really strong need to get it right, which drives that 30 takes of every video, 40 takes of every podcast episode, trying to get it perfect. The careful person is so focused on the words, primarily because they're still really eaten up with the possible judgment that can come from using their voice. And it's exhausting. Really, all of these are exhausting. The careful person, as as well as the controlled person, are hiding behind masks. Generally, the people pleaser mask. I've got to. I've got to be what other people want me to be. I've, I can't rock this boat. Again, hyper aware of how others are perceiving them, and it's a real painful thing to show up but there's but they are showing up you are getting visible it may take a lot of dread and it may take a lot of uh, redos but you are showing up when i talk about these four categories it makes me think a lot about how we change habits and the the things that are in your voice are literally habits that have come from stories, your voice story, 
and they are in your muscle memory and we want to shift them out. So we're going to shift them out of the muscle memory and then we're going to rewrite the stories. We're going to unearth the stories and rewrite them and then we're going to shift out what those stories left behind. But a lot of times when people discover a voice habit, maybe filler words, maybe it could be really anything. There's this process that I see happen all the time. First, they have an awareness that they are doing it, that they are using filler words or whatever it is that they're doing. Then they still do the habit, but they catch themselves right at the end of it. Then the next phase is they catch themselves while they're doing it. And then the next phase is they catch themselves right before they do it and they do it anyway. And then the next phase is they catch themselves and they don't do it. And it can happen very, very quickly. In fact, I was interviewed on Dolph Goldenberg's show a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking on the show about how he came to work with me because he wanted to get rid of ums. And we got rid of that in the first week. You should listen to his show. It's a really, he has a great show. But I'll definitely share that episode when it, when it airs. So the point, what's the point of that story, Tracy, is what you're saying. The point of that story is I want you to know that you can progress through these tiers or these categories or these rungs faster than you think. I just want you to understand what you're doing because so many times perception becomes problematic, resistance. The person who is the controlled person or the careful person, all eaten up with resistance. Resistance means you are in the outcome. You are worried about the judgment. You are trying to get it right. You are in your head. And when you are in these phases, you're not ultimately going to be able to captivate us which is what we're after. And it's a process. It's a progress. And it starts inside. Now, the third rung or tier or category is the counterfeit person. And the counterfeit person, I think, is probably the most dangerous in a lot of ways. Because this is the person that is probably listening to the advice that isn't going to work. This is the person that is really getting tired of holding up the masks. They're showing up, but what they've shown up with is oftentimes a persona, an on, a mask. This is where, okay, by this point in the game, we're getting a little confidence, we're showing up, we're doing the thing, And the subconscious goes, "Uh uh-uh, nope, we're not having this, and convinces you to create a persona. And by that, I, I don't mean an alter ego. I mean, you get more on, or you start trying to convince me, or you start speaking faster to get to the other side of it because you know that you're being visible. And that can be dangerous because it doesn't let us in. And what I want you to think about in this is no matter where you're at in your business, what do you want to show up as? What do you want people to feel? 
What is the experience you want to create? Is it on where they don't really know exactly who you are? I talked about this in a few episodes ago where I was talking about unleashing and how until you unleash your voice, we don't really know who you are. And we're after that real version of you. So the counterfeit is a little bit dangerous in my mind because that's the person that is elevating vocal energy, is putting up masks to keep us out because they are pretty much getting fully visible. All over the place a little bit, throwing stuff, that doing all the things. This is really the person that's doing all the things. You're just throwing everything out there. You got the podcast, you got the videos, you got the clubhouse, you got the stuff going but you're not exactly getting traction. And that's very confusing because you're showing up and doing the thing. And it might be frustrating because you're like, why am I not getting the traction? I'm showing up now. I'm not being careful. I'm not being controlled. I'm showing up. And you're showing up differently than you were before, which is great. I don't want this to sound like this is all critical. You know how often people say to me, do you ever give a compliment? And I have to work on that because I'm just so focused on the things I want you to know that will make you better. So you are visible, but you aren't necessarily getting the traction that you want. You definitely have all the things, the microphone, the podcast, but people aren't really listening. Category four is the centered person. And this is the person that's that's getting some traction, that's doing the thing, not doing, maybe, maybe not doing all the takes, has all the things, not second guessing quite as much. Showing up. Maybe not hiding behind as many masks. Definitely, most likely not doing a persona of on. But here's the thing. You know there's something more. You know there's something more. And what that more is, is you have not fully let us in. You're showing up. You may even have a little bit of vocal variety. You're not as afraid as you were. You're not doing as many takes, but you know there's another level. You know there's another level. And that next level is what happens when you go into this category, the rung of captivate. Because when you captivate, You are showing me who you really are. And that that comes in pillar three when we really unleash the best and real version of you where you play the shades of emotions and you play the shades of the shades of emotions and you show me who you are and you have the inner freedom, the inner freedom that comes from pillar one, unearthing the stories and you aren't hiding behind the masks that I can hear and define in teeny tiny sounds. You are 100% doing you with ease every time you show up and you are always showing up. And here is the difference. 
you're getting the traction. You're getting the people following. You're getting the people liking. You're getting the people watching. And what I see happening when people move into this phase is this is one of two things that are the most critical bits that I'm seeing seeing them double and triple their income with. You think you've been showing up, but if you are trying to control the outcome, if you are holding up masks, if you are trying to be what you think we want you to be, if you are doing take after take, if there is no inner freedom, then you are potentially being controlled, careful, counterfeit, or centered, but you might not be captivating. Are you creating an experience for me? Are you showing up as who you really are? Are you completely free of judgment? Do you have the inner freedom? Do you trust that you're going to have the perfect words? Are you seeing the results? Are you easy to connect with because you don't have any masks? Are people messaging you and telling you things like, you are so fun, I have to work with you. You are so X, I have got to have a conversation with you. You are Y, and that is exactly what I've been looking for. Can you tell me more about your program? Can you, whatever it is. And in the corporate world, it's exactly the same. In the professional world, it's exactly the same. Are you worried about being professional? Well, then you're in the careful phase. Are you being what everybody wants you to be and holding up a mask? Well, you say, and you're saying what you want to say, but then you're probably in the counterfeit phase because you're hiding behind a mask. You're being something you're not, and it's exhausting. And here's the litmus test. And, th- and this is for entrepreneurs as well. Are you completely different at home than you are at work? Are you completely different at the dinner table than you are in your videos? Then something's off. Something is off. One of the exercises that I do with my people a lot when when we're working on their video, how they do their videos, they start their videos and I will say something like, if I showed up at your door and you opened the door, how would you respond to me? We really can't show up as the best version of ourselves with inner freedom, with no masks, with just unabashedly giving the best delivery of who we are so our people know who we are until we have moved through this process. And what moves us through this process is unearth, unmask, unleash. Where are you in this process? What rung of this strategy are you at? Because I want you to be in the captivating rung. And here's the thing. You can be. You 100% can be. Okay? All right. I hope this was helpful. And I hope that you will join the masterclass. We're going to run through those unleash, unearth, unmask. And I want to also make sure you're following me over on Instagram. I would love it if you are listening to this episode and you take a screenshot and tag me over on Instagram. You can find me over there at Captivate the Room. 
All right, but that's it for today. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 